The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. Saturday morning already. We've been through the week. <laughs> the weeks just blow by. They just become a blur. They, they really do for me. Uh, in any case, thank you for joining us. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com. Also, SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And uh, if you want to, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, and you would like to join us on the video portion of the show, that's right, you can see the Chia Face, uh, Chia Face, uh, Chia Pet Face Made for Radio. <laughs> You can uh, click on the vid- the second video down on the right side of the page, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Now, when you do that, <clears throat> you can also click on the icon and join us in the chat. Got lots of friends in there this morning. It's great to see you guys. 
And uh, you can, again, you can blow that up. You can join us there. You can also join us on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page right there. We're streaming live from there. We're also on dlive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. We're on Twitch at News Tycoon and Rumble. We're live there on sonsoflibertyradio.com. One word, when you do your search at the top, go from videos to channel. You'll find us right there, and the top video should be uh, streaming right there on Rumble. So we appreciate your support in there. And then right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, you can play that up until about 3 p.m. on sonsoflibertymedia.com, 3 p.m. Eastern, that is. And uh, then that will go live with his show. So you'll be able to catch him later on today for two hours, by the way. This is Saturday, so you got it for two hours. And um, then there's a place right above that where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Again, remember, we don't rent your email, sell it, or spam it like a lot of people do. You get one email from us a day. That's it. All the articles we have, mine, Bradley's, and our contributors, as well as the Morning Show Archive, is always in there with all the documentation of the things that we talk about. So be sure to sign up for that. And finally, if you would like to help us out, if you agree with our message, you have the ability and you want to, there is a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. We're not about asking people for money or trying to pander for money. That's not what we, that's not our goal, but it does cost money to do everything that we do. So we ask that you would partner with us and uh, there's a place here, donate one time. And also you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That's available as well. And our store is also available at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, this week we are offering the Sons of Liberty dog tags. Um, Yes, they're the same size as a regular military dog tag, but they're not made out of this cheap metal that uh, they they do. This is a high-quality product. It's got the Sons of Liberty on one side and then 1 John 3.18 on the other. Great conversation starters. People, what's 1 John 3.18? Well, we demonstrate our love in deeds, right? Not just words, in deeds. And so it's a great way to open up a message of the gospel. How did the Son of God demonstrate His love? Well, the Bible says that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And so... That's what we have as a special this week. When you use the promo code LOVE, L-O-V-E, at at checkout, you'll get 15% off of these. They're only $8, but you'll get 15% off of that. Uh, That is through midnight tonight, Saturday, July 17th. So if if you've been looking at these, you want to get them uh, to give away as some gifts or one for yourself, uh, pick one up today. Get it by midnight, and you can save another 15%. Now, we've got an interesting thing going on here today, and uh, uh, Kate and I have been back and forth, and I've got a couple of things I'm going to throw in too, but Kate wants to talk about informed consent, but again, we're going, you know, Kate is doing us a a little favor here in going back to history, uh, at least there in England, and today she is joining us from Rudyard Kipling. Now, if you guys don't know who, from his home, if you don't know where, uh, who he is, He's the guy that wrote the original Jungle Book, okay? So I guess we're going to get a little history lesson. We're going to talk about informed consent, and then I've got a couple of news items that comes that's really just been breaking since yesterday, and that is this, this uh, report of five JetBlue uh, airline pilots who have died within just a couple of months, as well as something that's been going on behind the scenes, and that is where your representatives in at least 20 states, have agreed to liquefy bodies and put them in the sewer. They're already getting that legislation in place 
to do it, to put the, liquefy the bodies. They know something's coming. Liquefy bodies, put them in the sewer. Okay? They did it to aborted babies. They didn't even liquefy them. They just dismembered them. Now they're looking to do it to people who have died. And you can guess why they're going to die. It isn't COVID. It's the shots that they're given. And they're going to put it in the sewer. What do you think they do with that sewage water? Well, they treat it and then they feed it back to you in your city water. And other ways of doing that thing. Anyway, we're going to get to that all throughout this hour. But uh, Kate is with us. They have joined us um, over there at Rudyard Kipling's home, I believe. And uh, good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Hi, good morning. Before we get on, this is Andy, one of the gardeners who you're going to see his amazing work. Three gardeners here. What's interesting about Andy as well, he worked for the NHS for most of his career as well. So I've just been versing him on that one. But he is a gardener now for the National Trust he's done for years. And you're going to see how beautiful the gardens are. So I just wanted to say a big hello and a thank you to Andy. Well, yeah. Hey, hey from the U.S., Andy. Good he's to got see a, you, man. He's got a beard that you had, Tim. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in the process of growing one. So it's great to see you, Andy. Thank you for joining the show, man. Uh, you have a good day. Thank you. So, yeah, this is Rudyard Kipling. Um, he was born in uh, 1865. I believe he died in 1936. One of his daughters died. He was born in India. So, right, colonial there. And he was a real uh, supporter of the empire, good old British empire. And um, he was very famous for his book, um, The Jungle Book, like I've said. And it was a lot of it was written based on his time when he was born in India and what he saw. But he was a big he was a big fan of the war when he was in the Boer War himself. He then became a big advocate for war and supporting it. And this big feeling of, you know, being, um, uh, you know, being uh, righteous and be and supporting your country in all these war efforts. And he actually then would tour the country and speak about, um, you know, the empire and supporting war. And this is his house that you can see behind. It really is spectacular. The grounds are absolutely beautiful. And in a minute, as you're talking, I'm going to walk up and show you his Rolls Royce. He had a very sad, uh, very sad time as well. And he wrote about that. Please do go and look up some of his other books um, that he wrote. But his own son, he was friends, I believe, with the king. And his own son couldn't get into the military for, for very poor eyesight. And he, uh, he pulled a lot of strings and he got his son into, I believe it was the army, and he was killed the first day that he went out there, um, along with lots of others. And he did write the poem um, about um, Jack, I think it was. And uh, his son was called John. He was never known publicly as Jack, but... Um, he felt incredible guilt because his son was killed, along with um, many of our young boys. When you look at the ages of the, the, the boys that went out there, you know, 16 years old, and some of them lied about their age and were even under 16. So um, this is where he lived with his, one of his daughters died, I believe, of pneumonia, but his son died and it, it was to torment him then. But uh Another imperialist, he, you know, born, like I say, and, and everything. I, so I think it's, I'm saying India now, maybe it was Africa, but um, they're all, you know, they're all big supporters of the whole empire thing. And, you know, when people look at Winston Churchill and what he was about from last week, um, it's not ever what you think. So 
So to own, you know, a property like this and to be of that stock, if you look who he married, the family of the girl that he married and who they were all married to, one, one of them was married to the prime minister. Um, so these people are all in, interconnected. And, and I'm sure, you know, it's like everything. When you're in connected, like, interconnected like that, doors open for you. Um, and even in the music industry, you know, if you're in, you're in. And your music gets played on all the radio shows. The minute you say something you shouldn't, you're out. And, you're, and they censor you in every other way possible. I'm sorry, I'm being a real chick now, putting my Chanel's on because it's blinding me out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're just being cool. I know. But, um, but I mean, look at this. This is, uh, we haven't had much of a summer here. And this is uh, in East Sussex. And uh, there's Lee hiding over there. Look. <laughs> this is in East Sussex. And um, we normally get the best weather down here. And the difference in price for a house in Sussex compared with the Midlands and up north is incredible. Um, Sussex and Kent. Kent is called the Garden of England. England, my England. And I am very patriotic. This is my country. I am an English rose. I was born here and I will die here, but not on my knees with what they're doing now. Um, but all these, these people are all, you know, the colonists, the, the, the ones of the empire. And they all knew each other. They all knew each other. They were all around and in power at the same time. And like I said, one of his, uh, I think it was his sister and was married to the prime minister. So this is what it is. But uh, I'm going to show you um, some more. And uh, folks, I sent, I sent you the video, didn't I, Tim, of, of the lawyer, Anna, and what she's trying to do about this depopulation shot. Interestingly, Andy the gardener, very nice man. A very nice man, and he's got a wristband on because he's diabetic. And it says, um, you know, I'm, and he's insulin controlled diabetic. So for me, as a nurse, because I am indeed a nurse, um, I don't want to be with those gangsters. But for me to be to be insulin dependent diabetic and be given an experimental, unlicensed, untested, uninsured injection that does not stop transmission does not stimulate immune response but can cause many autoimmune conditions and that's what he's had the astrazeneca one and the class so being genetic you're much more likely to get cancer and you're much more likely to get other degenerative diseases and being on insulin um that you know it it massively increases your risk of vascular disease so to give him that injection with all those side effects is criminal. It's absolutely criminal. If you were asking me at any other time in history, um, can, can he have this? I'd say absolutely not. And yet he's been given two. And we now are at 1,500 plus deaths in the UK, I think it is. I was looking on the yellow card and um, over a million adverse events. I'm just going to show you this here, folks. Because I know you, you Americans love some English stuff. Look at that lily pond. How <laughs> nice. spectacular is that? And a rose, and a rose garden. And That's what's beautiful, beautiful about this? We're, and look, a lovely family with their child and having a um, having a little gathering under the tree. And I'm now at the you know the front. It is really really beautiful. And I'll walk around as well to his 
don't know whether they'll let me film in there, but I might have a sneaky and get in there. <laughs> they won't know. I'll just stop talking. I might get in the queue in a minute, Tim, because we've got plenty of time. Yes. I'll get in the queue and go in there and do a bit of nif- nifty, sneaky filming, and then they'll put a poster over my face and ban me forever. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, madam. Someone's saying she likes my hair. As you can Kate, see, I'm dressed Kate, for the occasion me, of me... National Trust with still. <laughs> Let me let me jump in here just a second. I, I want to take and uh, play this little video. You're talking to Anna, the lawyer here, and uh, I want to I want to pull her up. She is serving notice on the vaccinators. And uh, again, this is uh, this is Anna that uh, Kate is talking to. It's only about two minutes. Let's let's play this for the for the audience so that they know what you're talking about when you're referencing that. Right. They are causing harm. It's against the law to cause harm, and it's also a duty to prevent harm from happening. That is why every single one of us is here. It is my constitutional duty as a lawyer. I'm also a retired army officer. I serve and protect. I'm here under two oaths. My colleague is also a lawyer. Our principal one of the code of conduct is to uphold the rule of law and administer justice. So we are here complying with our duty. They can refuse to do all of this. It's all evidenced. We will serve it on them regardless. And they have to understand that each and every one of them is liable for their personal capacity. Understand okay. all that. So thank that's you. the law. No, no, thank you for clarifying that's your position. Law. Do you know, I'm the messenger. Okay. He's the messenger. I'm going to finish what I'm saying now. Yes, okay. Okay, so, yeah, absolutely. No one's taking any paperwork off you guys today. No. I understand. And right now, at the moment, the law is these vaccines are legal. Now, what, how you feel about They're them? They're not. The criminal law is right now. They're legal. Okay. They're not well, legal. Sorry, you are not a lawyer. See these ignorant police officers? Just ignorant of the law. I have to correct you, and I will carry on talking even if you interrupt me, because you've made a statement of fact for the public record that these vaccines are legal. That is wrong, which is why we are serving these notices. So for the public record, these are not legal. this guy is a robot. He is a useful idiot, just like the rest of these knuckleheads that get on TV and tell you it's safe and effective. The Queen to uphold God's laws, common law, the law of the land. Yes, it is. Just ask something, just for the record. Have you had your vaccines? Have you had your vaccines? Have you had your vaccines? then, for the record, for the record. None of the whoops. For the record, none of these cops had a vaccine. Kate, and the toy boy. Oh, he's laughing. None, none of these, none of um, these guys had a vaccine. She pointed them out, and none of them had a vaccine. Yeah, how outrageous is that, mm-hmm. Tim? This lady is nearly eighty. Uh, she's sitting here. She's absolutely, which is beautiful and wonderful. Um, and she's sitting here. Look at the mobility on this lady. She's got a leg up. She's reading a book. Uh, all the lights we cannot see. And, um, you know, this, is, this lady is one of our mature generation, our vintage. I don't like to say elderly. I was a, a war baby. She was a war baby. And what else? Oh, lots of things. <laughs> lots of things. But, you know, this, this lady um, is, is a fantastic 
member of our society, articulate and fit and healthy, and yet would be classed as a do not resuscitate. Now, she's just said that that's her, you know, she's chosen that, but the implications really aren't do not resuscitate when you're really sick. This is, they won't actively be treated. So if this lady had a chest infection that could be cured and she could, and needed to be vented and did, uh, and could then go on and live out her years, she won't be. And that is appalling because I'm sure this lady has worked and has contributed to the system. So she actually said, you know, in a very nice way, you know, they're not really worth anything, but they are. This is part of society. Amen. It is the elders that, that we would have typically left the children with. But now we live in this disgusting society where we bung them all in a nursing home because we don't want to see them. And when we get that, when they get sick, we give them morphine and midazolam to get rid of them in 48 hours because we as a society don't want to see death. And as I've always said, death is part of life. And unless you accept it, you can't live. Madam, what's your name? Priscilla. Oh, her name's Priscilla. Yeah, she's I mean, a princess. how English is that? Well, let, 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 it's in the Bible. It's in Romans. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, hey, I, I love to hear that. Now, check this out. I can't see anything. Let her see this. The hoary <laughs> head is a crown of glory. If it be found in the way of righteousness, Proverbs sixteen thirty one. That lady is not uh, a nothing. She is somebody who has life experience, and obviously, she's appealing to the Book of Romans. In that she has some wisdom well, to am. impart to the people there in England, especially the younger people. So she's not somebody to be thrown away. Somebody who's insignificant. She should be somebody who's looked to for wisdom there. Absolutely. And look at her. She's fabulous. <laughs> yes. And she's sitting reading and she's sitting out in the sun with the most beautiful English accent, which we've lost as well. Yeah. And this is my heritage. This is England, my England. And this lady also says that she is English. Not Hi, British. Priscilla from, from the United Listen, States. I, I want to take details. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, she wants my details. She's going to look me and then see all the rubbish that they write about me, and that'll be that. Um, <laughs> she'll never want to talk to me again. Well, I can I can tell you I can tell <laughs> but, you um, this I can tell you this, Kate. Just... Kate, I can tell you this. Everywhere you go, we can see just how wonderful that five G reception is that they've told us is going to make things so fast and so great. And it's like everywhere you go at these places, they I know they've rolled this stuff out. They were doing it while the people were in lockdown. We talked about that, but man. I can't tell any any difference from what they've given you. Your voice is coming in for the most part really good, but the, it just doesn't seem to carry the bandwidth on the video. And so we go back again, and we haven't talked about 5G. We're going to have to bring that up again. I, Mark came on and we talked about it. But, boy, this is this is something that they've put on the people, and yet I don't see any increase in quality from them rolling this stuff out all last year or this year. And I don't know if we lost it's, it. There well, we... it's not telecommute. No, no, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Hello? Yep, we're it's, here. It's not telecommunication. Yeah. It's not a telecommunication system. Actually, engineers have come out and said the phones couldn't possibly take it. Looks like I'm naked, but I'm actually not. I've got a top on it because it's really hot. Um, it's, um, it's not telecommunications. Engineers have come out and said the phones are not equipped to take it. They would go on fire. They would blow up. Um, but what it is, as we've talked about, which is all coming out now, the graphene 
um, oxide, which is inside. They've visualized it. They haven't done a chemical experiment on it yet. But you've got the Lapita Columbia, the uh, graphene oxide has been found inside the um, vials, 99%. And one of the things about it is that it's, um, it has a, an electrical charge on it. So what do we keep saying all the way along? They can transmit and they can receive. And this is 5G is a surveillance technology. Yep. But also it's not your analog TV where you're going to hit on top of a TV to get a signal. This is digital. So the beam can beam straight in once they can see you. And um, I, I saw that disgusting piece of footage where they've taken the Disney, the young girl, the Disney girl with the most... Um, uh, incredible outfit on a short skirt little ankle socks these um big sort of hooker shoes pole dancer shoes um and she's a disney girl and she's standing next to biden talking about how you should get the shot i saw that to too. try and get the young and um it was it's it's disgusting now going back again never i was always taught you cannot now i had an aesthetics business i've not hidden that um, you couldn't advertise uh, botulinum toxin. You can't advertise anything that is prescription. And yet, we're seeing total advertisement of this, this Depop shot. That's what we're seeing everywhere. And, and coercion. And now this thing where, um, you know, they're going to, going to go door to door. And even if you've got on your door no cold callers, they're saying you can ignore that. It's like a, you can go to your door, you can ignore it and still go. Um, so I've never seen the likes of it. And looking at the figures today of the deaths and the injuries, again, it's remarkable that this has not been stopped. It's unbelievable. And that moves me on to where you've just shown the video of Anna. Anna and I are working together now. And there's a whole team of us. Tomorrow, we're going to be out at Tottenham, um, a game where there's a big vax day going on. So we're going out. And my barrister, you've seen him, Rob, with his Bible. We're all out. Um, for the staff and any staff who, who are doing this, and I know there are some nurses who stalk and they come onto your Sons of Liberty you are absolutely going to stand trial for this. Anna is in The Hague next week for meetings. Anyone out there, and I've put a call out, um, everyone should be going to these uh, vaccine places now and they should be asking them, has anyone died from this? Has there been any injuries from this? Can you tell me about it? Can you tell me what's in this? Can you tell me um, if this is... Um, a live experiment. Can you tell me if the experiment has finished? Everyone should also be ringing up, telephoning Pfizer, AstraZeneca, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. And they should try and get the telephone numbers themselves and see how easy it is because they should be in the public domain and very easy to access. Go to these companies, ring them up, record the conversation and ask them outright. Is this a live human experiment or have the trials ended? You want them to say it because the trials haven't ended. And get their name first, record it, then you can send it to the medical revolutionaries at protonmail.com. They will all be forwarded on for the case. This is what people need to do. They need to go around all of these facts places. Everyone can do all of them in their area. Go in there, ask the questions. See if they tell you everything. Now, they say in a court of law that just the action of putting your arm out or putting your sleeve up is consent. But in order to make cons to have consent, you need to be told all these things. That's right. And so the, sta the staff that are doing this get their name 
ask them their name. They have to provide you their name. As it appears on the NMC register or on the GMC register, they have to give you their name. It should be visual. You should be able to see it. You shouldn't have to ask them. But I went to a place, I sent you the video, and they didn't even have uh, their, their, their names. And when I asked them for their names, they literally, um, when I said they were committing a crime of medical battery, they got in the ambulance and locked themselves in and shut the doors. Yep. Yep. Um, one of them said, I'm sick of you. That's what she said to me. Well, she's not going to be sick of the judge because for all of you watching, in a court of law, and you can go and look at the Nuremberg trials and how the nurses were hung and the doctors, they were hung. And if you go and look, um, when you say, I didn't know, it's not, it, it won't be a pardon for you. No, it won't. Ignorance is no excuse. It's Ignorance is no excuse in a court of law. The MHRA, which is the yellow card reporting system in this country, which every single nurse who every year she ticks the box to say that she's done the right amount of hours to re-register and she's done the right amount of study to register. And the GMC has the same thing. They tick the boxes. You are ticking that you know all this. And in your scope of professional practice, you should be up to date and only advocating for the patient. You do not work for the, the government, the lying liars of lies. They don't tell you, you go and do this and don't ask these questions. Because when you get in the court, and you're going to, you're all going to be in court, because we're going to collect every single one of your names. And you're going to be in court. Because when we see 2 million on the streets in one city on one day, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people that yeah, are is. not falling for this. Okay, can, so, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because <clears throat> something happened after that, that day with 2 million people in London. They tried to pass, and I call it pretended legislation. It's not really law. They're trying to squelch the voice of the people against their tyranny. And it seems like they criminal, they're going to criminal, or they are in the process of trying to criminalize people who would come out and dissent against their tyranny. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Yeah, they. Um, it's a new police and crimes bill, and what they're trying to do, it's had, it has to be heard in in Parliament, I believe, twice, and then they have a vote on it. So the majority voted on it. Uh, these are. I just want to say before we go any further, folks. We pay for the police with our council tax. They work for us. They are civilians in uniform of the people for the people. Criminal Justice Act 2015, Part 1, 26-2, abuse of police powers and privileges, carries up to 14 years in prison. They do not work for a tyrannical government who are going over and above the powers that we, the people, bestowed upon them when we voted them in. So the government work for us, not the other way around. So we voted these gangsters in. And when they're not doing their job properly, there's only one thing to do, and it's get them out. That's right. And right now... Right now, we have tyranny. So when you comply and you go along with it, there's nothing good going to come from it. The time has come for action. So they have tried to pass this. So they've voted in a majority. And now it's gone to the ascending monarch. There's some more gangsters who I don't even recognize. I am not ruled over by the queen. She was forbidden to legislate. The law in this country is based on God's law. God's law. And just so you know, nurses and doctors out there that are doing it, genocide carries the death penalty. They stretch your necks. So um, <laughs> people are listening to me here. That's, yeah, I hope that's exactly an education. what it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so they probably all have the facts as well. Um, so um, so that, that is now gone to the ascending monarch to sign off. And what they want to do is if you are out on your own protesting, 
it's a year in prison and a, I think it's a thousand or three thousand pound fine. If you go out as a group, um, it's 10 years in prison and a 10,000 pound fine. I don't know how they think you're going to pay the fine when you're in the nick. Um, but the point is, it is our inalienable right to protest. We are sovereign beings and we have the right to protest against a government because what is the flip side of that if you're no longer allowed to do it? It's communism. That's exactly it's right. Absolute, absolute. So, so we know that the NHS has been taken over by these gangsters, the lying lies of lies. And um, at the very top of the NHS, you have members of the Chinese Communist Party own it. It used to be the second biggest employer in the world, the NHS was. And so now you have, um, you have nurses who are not abiding by their NMC code of conduct and their scope of professional practice. They're not gaining true informed consent. Therefore, in a court of law, it's medical battery. And, and you're committing genocide. First, do no harm. And the doctors as well with the GMC code. Uh, doctors no longer take the Hippocratic Oath for people that think that they do. They haven't taken it for years. Because if they did, they'd all be going against the oath right now. Because in that Hippocratic Oath, there's three things. Thou shalt not take a knife to a patient. Thou shalt not administer an abortive. And thou shalt not administer poison enough to cause harm. So that's every single doctor really is in breach of the Hippocratic Oath. So they've done away with that. Yeah. And just last, not last week, week before, was the hearing in Parliament where they were going to do uh, to term abortions. That's 40 weeks. Yeah. So um, that they've put that on hold for now. And they put on hold recently the police and crimes bill. But here it is now. It's been back in, sneaked in. And it's going to the ascending monarch. And also uh, we had last, uh, not last week, but before, uh, I know last week actually, where anyone that enters a care home, it's not just the nurses or the care assistants or the ancillary staff. It's the nurses, patients and the relatives. So anybody who wants to go into a care home has got to have had these deep pop injections and they've made it mandatory. Now, the scary bit about that is, um, why are they doing that? It's already been announced in the government that uh, Britain bought all the midazolam that France had. And what constitutes a good death? Well, it's when they give you morphine and midazolam in a syringe driver and they finish you off in 48 hours and they put COVID-19 down on your death certificate. They, you know, if this is what they've stated again, go and look on MHRA. Um, I need your battery thing. Uh, go and look on MHRA actually states, um, the amount of deaths after testing positive of COVID. So if you die within 28 days um, of a positive test, then it goes down as a COVID death. And also every single place now, they're ordering two of these lateral flow tests, which don't look for anything. Um, they're worse than a PCR. They're ordering two of these every week. So they've now just shut a big school in Eastbourne, 800 kids, because they've got loads of positives. And, um, uh, you know, this is happening everywhere. And like I say, premiership football clubs coming down from the FA are demanding that everyone has two of these lateral flow tests a week. So what's this going to do? It's going to drive up asymptomatic cases of a virus that doesn't exist. It's never purified. SARS-CoV-2 does not exist. It's never been proven to exist. It's a computer virus. And that's why nobody can say, here it is. With all these dead bodies that they're telling us, surely somewhere somebody would have isolated it and purified it. But they yep. haven't because it's a lie, because it's not about that. It's about getting this depop shot into you. That's exactly so right. So when I, yeah, so when I hear about um, 
I'm just going to take you off ear. Uh, well, when it starts to go, I'll get you off ear. I'll tell you what, um, Kate, why don't you go ahead and take care of that? Because one of the things I want to do this morning is I want to bring this in. And maybe you can watch it while you're hooking up your battery there to charge the phone. Okay. We've got, we've got two things. Now, one of these... It just came out, as far as I know, yesterday. Now, we had Dr. Jane Ruby on uh, about a week ago, and we were talking, obviously, about this uh, graphene oxide, um, which she was the one that seems to have uh, you know, really broke the story, even though it was done by the Spanish guys in finding it. She's the one that came out and said it. So we've got now this issue to where there is um, uh, coming out. We talked about the British Airway pilots, four of them dead. And everybody trying to cover it up, saying, oh, it has nothing to do with the injection, blah, 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 blah. Now we have reports that five additional pilots have died from JetBlue. Here's the report. It comes by way of uh, Stu Peters, and uh, this is Dr. Jane on the Stu Peters Show. Yes, Stu. Thanks for for having me back. Uh, This is uh, another bombshell, an airline we have not heard about or from. Uh, yet, it's uh, a JetBlue. A pilot has come forward who's still actively in the company to let us know that five JetBlue pilots passed away between February of this year and May. Uh, there's no direct information That's yet uh, about their jab status, but he, this pilot does acknowledge that the company is keeping that kind of thing very quiet. In fact, he said to us that as of 2021, the airlines ceased recognizing the passing of any employees with internal memos, unless, of course, the cause, in his words, were obviously not injection-related COVID. Uh, so these five pilots were based out of uh, Logan Airport in Boston, and they ranged in age from 31 to 60. And I want to share with the audience today who these people are, uh, because this, this is ridiculous. Um, as we've told you before, we've been in, we've been informed by the aviation industry and these internal whistleblowers that pilots are some of the most healthy, uh, 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 workers in the world. Their health is scrutinized every six months. They have extensive physical exams, including blood work and urinalysis, as well as other, uh, uh, analyses. So to find that five pilots have died within a two to three month period of this year is highly, highly suspicious. Now I've provided your producers with the photographs of these people and I want to share this with the audience because I think this is important. The first, uh, deceased pilot is Captain Robert Glenn Hampton. He's a former United States Air Force pilot. He's from uh, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And Captain Hampton was only 60 years old. The second victim was Captain Alexander Ross Given. He died on February 17th of this year. He was only 50 years old. um, And he was a he was a JetBlue pilot. The third pilot was Captain Benjamin C. Ingram, only 31 years old. And Stu, here's the interesting thing about Captain Ingram. They claimed in his obituary that he passed away from end-stage cancer. And the interesting thing is from our internal whistleblower at JetBlue gives us a little bit of context and said, the cause of death for Captain Ingram was listed as cancer. But given the extensive uh, health checkups that pilots get, uh, this this pilot said a diagnosis of cancer at any time would medically ground a pilot for at least two years. So how could this this pilot 
die from cancer as his cause, end-stage cancer. He, he wouldn't have even been currently flying. And all five of these, by the way, I'm told, were currently active flying uh, when they passed away. Um, the next victim that I want to share with the audience is Captain Alan Herring, was only 47 years old. He was from Laurel Fork, Virginia. And then the last uh, pilot to share with you is, is uh, Mark Daigle. He is from Orlando, Florida. He was only 57 years old, Stu. And I wanted to share some additional information from this internal JetBlue pilot uh, who basically says the airlines have set up, at least his airline, has set up free injection sites throughout their systems. And it's very confidential to try to find out who has had the jab among their coworkers uh, and, and, and who wouldn't. But he said that it's, it's really important to think about it because the airlines themselves have told pilots, when you get your jab, there's going to be a 48-hour no-fly window after, afterwards. Um, so, so the airlines themselves know that the, there is a danger to their pilots, and, and they give them that 48-hour window uh, before they can come back. Um, and this pilot also said he, he's actually corroborating a lot of what we've previously reported uh, from our other internal whistleblowers that getting jabbed lifts many of the restrictions in bidding, ability to bid for higher paying jobs, longer destinations, more lucrative situations, which right now overrides their seniority status because they, they don't have the choice. And he closed by saying, most pilots love their profession. They're very safe minded. They choose to be team players. And a lot of them, unfortunately, are trusting the system right now. But Stu, Obviously, they're being wiped out. A system that has been weaponized against them. And All right. That's that's from Stu Peters. That's Dr. Jane uh, Ruby, who is bringing that out. And again, she's the one who kind of came out with a lot of the stuff on the graphene oxide. Our, our, our uh, contributor, Suzanne Hamner, ha was also all over that. In fact, I think she had written her report before Dr. Jane appeared on Stu Peters to bring that out. But here we have now five additional pilots who have died with JetBlue. We don't know their vaccination status, but with the push to do all this stuff, there's no doubt in my mind that every one of these guys probably had this this shot. And the reason that uh, that they are dead now is because of the shot. You say, can you prove that, Tim? No, I can't prove it right now. But the fact of the matter is these airlines have been pushing this. The media has been pushing this. The corrupt politicians that have been bought off by the big pharma uh, hustlers are, are, are demonstrating it. And yet they come to you with a smile on their face and say, you need to get your shot. Uh, it's safe and effective. Look, even you Trumpites out there, your boy is telling you to go do the same thing. And I know people want to justify and say, well, there's a reason he's doing it. There's no reason that anybody should be telling anybody to take this deadly poison. Now, let me jump on top of that. And then, Kate, I'm going to I'm going to get back to you if you've got your, your thing on there. Some people have not heard what is going on in the United States concerning getting rid of bodies. Now, this sounds like something out of some weird dystopian story somewhere, okay? More states legalize dissolving bodies in water. The, the One of the latest that I saw, and this is even back from May, is Wisconsin. Their Senate approved a bill to dissolve dead bodies and then dump them in the sewer. Now, some people said, when I mentioned this at the start of the show... 
why would they be doing that? Well, if you have injected these people with this stuff, and we've talked about uh, not shedding, but basically some kind of a transmission that seems to be occurring between people. When you have that kind of thing going on, what do you think it happens when you dump it in the sewer system? Well, it depends on where you're at. Some of it's going to go out in the ocean. Who knows if the salt water is going to take care of it or not? I mean, this is this all this gene altering kind of concept is new. So I don't know what would what would go on there. Maybe Kate can speak to that. But the other part is when it goes in there, oftentimes that water goes through a water treatment plant if you are in a city. Now, I've spoken about chlorine dioxide. It is safe and it is effective for the alleged COVID. Okay, we've had Dr. Andreas Kalker on. He's done the study. It's scientifically verifiable. And it's not just for that. He said he's treated patients with cancer, staph infections, all kinds of stuff. Okay, so, and it is safe. There are no adverse effects for, to that. So with this, if they bring this in, even if they're treating it with chlorine dioxide, I'm not sure chlorine dioxide takes out these spike proteins this mRNA stuff that's changing your DNA, I don't think it's going to fix your DNA back. So why are they doing it? Well, the obvious conclusion I would gather is it's to pass it to people who don't want to take this shot. Um, I don't know what you think, Kate, but you've kind of seen these two things. I don't know if you want to speak to that. We, we've kind of covered a lot of informed consent, although I think there's yeah, probably that- more we can do. Well, first of all, the first topic you're talking about, the pilots. I worked for BA for almost 10 years and I can tell you that British Airways, when you get to 55, you can't work any longer than that. Um, I, I've got my BA pension. It's, and it's hard to believe, but I have. <laughs> but um, the pilots, they did have rigorous, rigorous um, medicals every year. And anything flagged up, they weren't allowed to fly. They were grounded. Um, so they, they had to work um, on the ground in the compass center. I remember one gentleman who is, he started to grow and he had a pituitary tumor. And it took him a couple of years to get back to work. So, um, again, any, um, the risk of clotting is increased anyway when you fly. That's why you see people getting deep venous thrombosis when they're sitting in the same uh, position all the time. Can I help you, madam? Um, yes. Um, can I ask you, um, are you the Okay, while Kate is uh, answering a question there, we had a question in the, um, in the chat, and I told Stuffy I would ask it. And let me look up here. Um, and Kate, <clears throat> I know you're probably listening to two conversations at once. I'm not seeing you on the screen yet. But uh, uh, Stuffy wants to ask if the death rate was down in 2020 over there like it was here. I'm assuming that what he means is were certain things that were normal for the season, flu and you know, we have cancer, heart attack, all this kind of stuff. Those things basically disappeared over here in America in the death reports, and all of them went to the alleged COVID-1984. And so I'm kind of curious, uh, or he's curious, has this taken place over there in the UK as well? Is there a problem with that? No, no, no. no. Oh, she's still talking. Um, you know. <laughs> okay, live radio folks and... Uh, Kate, Kate is helping some somebody there. So somebody's asked about what are the what are the states here. Um, let me look and see which ones are here. This is the <clears throat> this is the life site report, and I'll wait on Kate to get done there. And uh, 
see if they have all of the states. They haven't got the states. What I'll try to do is I'll try to pull the other states up for you guys and have that in the archive because um, I'm not really sure. Okay, if it isn't already available, alkaline hydrolysis could arrive in funeral homes near you. 20 states, including Florida, Utah, and Illinois, so you got those, have legalized the process, especially over the past 10 years. California legalized it in 2017 with the law taking effect in July on July the 1st. A Georgia bill legalizes alkaline hydrolysis for all funeral homes, not just ones that have a crematoria. Uh, passed the state in February on its way to the House. A Texas bill has waited to move forward for the past three years. Um, trying to see if there's anybody else here. We've got something going on in Indiana and uh, New Hampshire. It was once legal in New Hampshire, but a bill to re-legalize it failed in 2009. So uh, I'm not sure. They've had some other legislative efforts to get that going on in 2013 and 14. So that's not showing up. We also have, as we go down, they're not giving me a full list. So I'll have to kind of Maybe see if I can dig that up for you guys. I don't know exactly what that is, but uh, but we'll, we'll see. Kate, are you, people are, might be offended that I might say that there's been 1,500 deaths from the injection so far okay. in this country. She's still speaking with uh, somebody, somebody that's there. <clears throat> so another conversation that's kind of going on there. And I think it's somebody that's listening to Kate, and she's given an opportunity to give information. So we don't want to interrupt that. Uh, I want her to be able to do those kinds of things. But that that seems to be... How how that that's going on and yeah, um, Suzanne is from Georgia, so um, she she knows about that one. But you may want to check with your representative to see if this is passed in your state. But at least twenty states are doing this kind of thing of liquefying. But I had never heard of it until I think it was last year. And last year they were talking about actually liquefying the bodies. And putting them on the crops. I I kid you negative. They they were they were liquefying the bodies and they were talking about spraying them on the crops, kind of like what you would do with cow manure. Okay? They have turned human beings into nothing more than fertilizer. Now, I can't you go back into the scripture, you will see the Bible talks about this kind of thing of cannibalism. This is the same thing, guys. Look, when you go back into Deuteronomy 28, it says that you will eat the fruit of your womb. How many of you are aware of the, of, the, of the reporting that's out there, legitimate reporting, that is talking about the use of aborted fetal cells for flavoring in some of you people's favorite soda or your snacks? I don't know who got the bright idea to say, hey, yeah, let's take some uh, human cells and, and, and add that in you know, with our basil and our parsley or whatever the stuff is they're throwing in there for a little flavoring. Who comes up with this stuff? I mean, you've got to be a sick individual to do that. And yet, that's what they've been doing. They've been doing these things. Now, they've been talking about spreading the remains of humans into the crops. Now, what do you think that's going to do as far as getting into the crops? You see, guys, God's word is not some ancient thing way off in the past. It has no implications for today. 
it's very relevant for today. And uh, we're seeing that through some of the things that we've got uh, going on here. We're going to go back to uh, Kate. I, well, she's still talking there. So as uh, soon as she is done, we'll do that. But I'm glad we got to cover this. The issue of informed consent, which is where we started off, you got to understand, if you're a person listening to me and you had a inje- you had one of these injections, I'm not here to beat you up, okay? I, our job is to warn people about it. If you've already got it, there's not really anything I can do for you, okay? There really isn't. And according to the doctors we've had on, you don't have such a bright future. Now, can there be hope for that? I think so. Uh, I think you, you need to repent and stop trusting all the doctors. That's one thing. And the, uh, and the propaganda that you've been given over these kinds of things. But the fact of the matter is you've got that thing in your body and hopefully, hopefully you got a placebo. Okay. But if you got the real thing in your body, you can't detox from it. You can't get it out. It's in there. It's doing things to your body. It's replicating in your body things that are bad for your body. So there's nothing I can do for you. But when we're talking about this stuff here, it is to warn those who have yet to take it because you have to ask yourself, why are these people so adamant over a year now continuing to push this, continuing to push vaccine passports, continuing to push social distancing, continuing to push wearing a mask over a year later over something to which the majority of people, and when I say the majority, we're talking about high upwards of 90 percentiles over that, recover. Yeah, you might get a little sick, but who doesn't get sick every once in a while? We all get that. It's the way our bodies rid rid us of toxins and things. We've talked about this before. Why are they so apt to push you, to coerce you, to bribe you? Lotteries, you know, lap dancers, whatever the case may be, to bribe you into taking this shot for something that it doesn't prevent. We've already seen many people dying from the alleged COVID-1984 who've had the injection. Thousands of people on top of thousands of people. They come down with it. So what is the intent? What is the reason that they're wanting you to take this shot? I've said it over and over. I think they're doing nothing more, but they're having a good laugh at the stupidity of people who will be controlled by their fear, take the gun from their hand, five of the six uh, uh, chambers in the cylinder loaded, and put it to the head. And I think that behind the scenes... These people who are pushing this know what it does, and they're saying they're playing another one bites the dust there. They're laughing at the people because they're going along with their agenda. And their agenda is, look, let's stop using depopulation. Let's start calling it what it is. Their agenda is to murder billions of people. It's not depopulation. That's the cover-up. It's like saying abortion. We should be saying it is murder of the unborn. Okay, this is what they do with their language all the time. Kate's going to hang with us because I know she's got somebody that she's talking to there. Guys, don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern today, 2 p.m. Central on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Lord willing, we'll be back with you on Monday. Have a great weekend, great Lord's Day, and we'll see you then. Lord willing, adios. 
All right. We want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com or maybe you catch us on BeforeIt'sNews.com front page there, DLive.tv at or DLive.tv forward slash The Sons of Liberty. And um, you can catch us there and then on Twitch at News Tycoon. You can catch us over there. And I think that's all the outlets because when we're on Roku, I think they cut us off after the hour. So we appreciate you guys joining us over here. We're going to go back to Kate and see if she's with us. Kate, are you finished uh, informing your uh, your friend there? Uh, finished informing the sphincter police. Uh-oh. Um, what uh, happened? Um, it was the – they thought I was filming them, and they didn't like what they overheard me saying in the queue. Too bad. About, um, so they sent one of the um, – one of the ladies, she was actually very nice. Who's she's now informed me that her daughter's a doctor, so she's going to go and ask her daughter. I asked her if she knew that there'd been fifteen hundred deaths. She doesn't, but she's going to go and ask her daughter. So I said, "Well, ask her if it's safe, and if she says it is safe, then she's in breach of her her GMC code because it isn't safe. The very fact that the yellow card system is proving it's not safe. So go. So yeah, I, I said I was more than happy for them to throw me out, and I would take her name. So basically, I'm not filming not filming when i was talking i was actually just only me on camera there's no one on camera other than the gardener and the lady that i asked for permission so um they didn't like what I, they were hearing me say it was and she asked could i speak quietly so i just um so that she was actually she was the one that was you know coming and coming to talk to me i'm sitting down so i did actually say that if they didn't like what they were hearing then they're snowflakes because of the amount of deaths and I was talking about laws. You, well, you heard, you've all heard what I was saying. But well, I we we actually should have caught that on. All over you. We should have caught that on video. But I figured you were helping somebody there that had over. I, oh no, I no, said, no! I was, I was um, in full blown rant. <laughs> uh, Lee's just had to witness all that. Um, so, so, and they didn't want me filming. And I said, well, no one's been on camera. I filmed the gardens, and I've just given you a big shout out. Um, in America for Rudyard Kipling, The Jungle Book, um, which, um, and like I say, you know, his, he wrote amazing books, but friends with all the same people, but he lost his own son through, through um, you know, glorifying war and being, being um, a supporter of the empire, and it cost him his son. And as we know, God always collects his debts. But look, going back to the pilots, um, flying does increase your risk of blood clots. People who are on certain drugs are advised to take aspirin, um, before they fly, I, I wouldn't advocate always that. And if you've got any, um, if, you, if you're on any medication, you shouldn't take aspirin. People on the NORAC drugs, which they put them on long term when they've had blood clots, but certainly if you fly, you should always do calf raises. You should get up every hour and walk around if that's possible. Or um, I don't know whether they'd let you stand up with the people behind you, be squealing, sit down. And wear these TED stockings, wear the TED stockings that come up to your knee. And if you are older, you could you can discuss it with your general practitioner, your doctor, about taking some aspirin before you fly and when you land, and the same coming back. But I'm not telling people to do that. Go and ask your doctor. But certainly, I would give you the advice of walking around, wear some TED stockings, get up every hour, and do lots of calf raises and and um, stretching stretching your calves. Um, the, so that's the BA. Like I say, um, we. We used to get people die, but I, I understand. We used to get two people die, and they already know it every month from they think it's um, pulmonary edema. And this has been kept very quiet with British Airways. Um, so that's the first thing that you asked, you asked about the flying. What was the second thing you asked? Because that woman that's just come and 
been very sensitive. What was the second thing that you asked me, Tim? Yeah, the the other thing was we we've talked about this dissolving of bodies. This um... oh gosh, yes, okay. Yeah. So so certainly in London, I believe that the people drink the water. Is it five times, Lou? Ten times. Ten times the sewage water is cleaned and goes back into the drinking water and domestic supply. Ten times. Ten times. Um, I have a different, a, a different slant on that, not just um, you know, using a distiller, okay, distills everything out of it. But think about this. This is an inversion. This is Satan's picnic. Every single vaccine that was ever created has everything in it that we're told in Deuteronomy, Thessalonians, Genesis, that we shouldn't have in our bodies. Shouldn't have any of them in our bodies. And it was Dr. John Macht of the John Hopkins University, author of uh, six books, over 900 papers. There's a science ward in his honor. Please do go, do go look it up, people. He went on to prove why we shouldn't eat those things and they make us ill. So again, to start putting human bodies in the sewage system, what are we told in the Bible? We're told that they have to go back to earth. That's what we're told. And so they're not doing that. And then we're going to be drinking our brothers and sisters in Christ. Do you see? Yep. Yep, I have no, I absolutely do see, and that's <clears throat> again. This was what, the thing. It wasn't just the sewage. This, these are these stories. I was trying to find one, and I thought we had it, at Sons of Liberty, but it may have been one that I read about. But I was almost sure that I put something out, and I think it was last year or the year before. My even my years become a blur now. But part of the problem was they were talking about not just dissolving the bodies and dumping them in the sewer they were talking about spreading them across the crops like they do manure um you know to grow the food so they're gonna they're gonna get it in your water they're gonna get it in your food all of this kind of stuff it's just it's absolutely disgusting what they're what they're doing with with the people who are made in the image of god yeah and also um, remember the hydrogel they're getting the hydrogel into the food chain um celeste salon was telling me about the melons and how, you know, these, these melons aren't even natural anymore. And they've got the hydrogel in the middle of them. It looks like jello. And, and then um, also, um, again, it, it's about getting us in the food chain. This is why in the UK, you know, you had, you have herbivores. We have our cattle and our sheep. And they grind up the um, spinal column and all the entrails, everything that's left. And then it's mixed with food, the offal, and it's fed back to the, our livestock yeah so they're fed it all goes against scripture and this is all you know the, the devil's playground the devil's it's literally is the devil's picnic so um they are they are gearing up here um there's just one other thing as well that i want to point out there's a lot of fear because they're building these super prisons in the uk and the government announced it last year um, they're like great big towns and they have big factories to work in them. Um, but they only have the capacity, I believe it is, for 10,000 people. And so far, they've only managed 200 and something. But they're now Rushi Sunak's pumping loads of money into it to build these. And people are getting fearful thinking, oh, it's for all the anti-vaxxers. But there's so many people that aren't taking these Depop shots. Um, and they wouldn't be doing all of these campaigns and this, we're making it mandatory. If people were taking this up, they wouldn't need to make it mandatory or compulsory or having all these campaigns with celebs. There's not enough prisons to lock up the amount of people that are saying no. And That's don't right. forget, it's not just every. And also they're now saying that people that have, um, that are sick, they're to take 
they should take one every month. So they want you to take one of these injections every month. So um, don't be fearful of these things. Look on it another way. Mark Steele said to me, these prisons are being built to lock all this lot up in. So yeah, you know, that might well happen that we, we end up, we lock them up, um, which would be great. So, you know, don't be, don't be full of fear because, um, and the other way as well to look at it is all the internet and the internet of things and all these um, channels and platforms that we're using are ultimately controlled by these people. Sure. So they're allowing us on it. And, and it was the, the um, ice bucket challenge was ran by the CIA to see how quickly across social media the people could get organized. So they're allowing us to share all this stuff because these are merchants of chaos. That's what they are. They want to create chaos and fear. And this is what they get off on. So don't play their game. Don't be fearful. Don't look on everything in the negative. Look on it in the positive. And ultimately, it's God that's in charge of all this, ultimately. And the battle's already been won. And when we remember that all the time, we can't lose. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we go in the power in the name of the Lord our God, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when we do that, we are not to be people who fear. We're to be people who are full of courage. We're to be of, of, of good courage. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and in doing that, we're told not to turn to the right or to the left, but to stay on the straight and narrow. And that's part of what we do here at the Sun of Liberty is point people back to the scriptures, point them, you know, when we're dealing with corrupt politicians, we're pointing them to uh, not only the scriptures, but also to the constitution that they swore to uphold. And so when they're committing crimes against us, everybody has become so used to having corrupt politicians that they say, this is just the norm. No, we've allowed it to be the norm, but it's not the norm. And just like we're allowing, some people are allowing the, the face diapers, the, the lockdowns and all these other kinds of things as well. But Kate, we've got something coming up. I want to close out the show. We've got something coming up uh, on the 19th. Now that is what day? Is that Monday? That's Monday. That's Monday. And that's what's going on. Parla- Parliament. Yeah. Parliament finish up for the, the summer because they are like the school teachers. They go off on their Jolly Bob holidays on private jets while they're telling everyone else they can't go anywhere. These gangsters go everywhere. And also when the children then come back, this is when they are going to announce for the children. Um, and they're, they're, like I say, they're running up all the positive tests now, saying that cases are rising, cases are rising. So this is a, a last day of opportunity. It's supposed to be the big when they relax all the restrictions. but um, So you've got Mark Sexton going, get, going there. You've got Anna that you've seen in the radio, uh, on the um, video clip, a lawyer. You've got myself, um, my barrister, Robert. You've got Mark Steele. You've got all the main players. Pierce Corbin's out there. Um, Fiona will be there. There'll be, there should be a lot of people there. And there's some people are not leaving, and they are serving. They're going to be serving the police officers. With, with legal documents they're going to be serving people and um this is all happening on monday uh, tomorrow like i say and i'll do a little bit of filming and get it to you we're at this fact site but um it, it's really interesting how this is going to happen we can see it all over the world we've all seen what's happening out in south africa and you've had um g-sing on um the food chain yep. they're breaking everything down they're gearing up everything and um they just announced, incidentally, as well, in the UK, they're closing. They're not doing any of the operations. They've announced that they've all got to be stopped at a major hospital in Birmingham, the Queen Elizabeth. That's where they do a lot of the head and neck cancer. They do everything there. They're cancelling all of the operations. These people are, people are going to die. 
Um, and they already are dying. All the cancer clinics are closed because it's not about saving people. These are the hospitals. Uh, the staff, the doctors and nurses are turning into, the, I'm not saying all of them. A lot of them know what's going on and they're horrified and they're speaking up. A lot of them are going, oh, well, I've got a mortgage. Well, that's not going to save you in a court of law. Absolutely. Um, they are, these lawyers are hitting, coming up with cases everywhere. Um, and if it doesn't work, if going through the courts, because their courts are all owned by the same people and they don't speak up, then I cannot see anything other happen, happening other than um, I can see people starting to revolt. We're seeing them all over the world. Look at Greece. So the, the And British France. People, we, and we, France, too. Yeah. When you see. But the, the other thing about this, Tim, I just want to put this forward. This is the merchant of chaos. When they announce you're not going to be able to go to the supermarket unless you've had uh, your vaccine, your injections, You've got to think in your mind, they know that we're going to come out and riot over this and be on the streets. And that is in the plan. That is in the Rockefeller. I was going to say that's part of the plan. Yep. Yeah. So so that they can then bring in martial law and they can then instruct the police and give them more powers along with the army to do what they want. And remember, we had a law passed again um, last year. That if it's in the interest of greater the greater security, they can uh, they omitted what you have in your American law that you can't torture and you can't murder you. Well, they omitted that bit out, so they can do what they want. And we've already seen with myself, they can enter your property with an unsigned warrant. They can de-arrest you even though they've not arrested you. They can drag you through court, steal your property, um, even though there is um, no evidence you've organised it. So when the system is broken then it's every man is going to start, they're going to start thinking about their families and there's nothing to raise the people for a revolution more than a hungry belly. That's and right. seeing their own children starve yep. or die through ill health. So um, it's getting, it's getting, as Mark, Mark Steele goes, it's getting tasty out there. It's going to get tasty, kids. <laughs> That's what he says to me every time. So we are outside and I'm going to be covering that live for you. Um, 11 o'clock, I believe. Um, it is 11, isn't it? 11 a.m. British summertime. I'm going to be covering yes. that live for you. And then we'll be doing lots of filming. Um, I might get Lee to do a bit as well. Yeah, that'd and be we'll great. we'll see what happens. And um, we'll keep in touch before that. And let everyone see. Because I think there are a lot of people coming from all over the UK. They know what's at stake here. Our government, they don't give a rat's ass about the people. They really don't. And, and, and so for the people here being offended, these snowflakes... Uh, this is my England. I was born here and raised here. And they're trying to break it up and make it into counties. Scotland's got their own parliament with that little ginger minion um, uh, up there. Um, who's trying to shut it all down? Who's, you know, all these photographs of her cozying up to Bill Gates and everyone else and Hillary Clinton. And then you've got Wales has got its own parliament. They're, they're trying to break it up here. You've had Robin Tilbrook on. Yep. Um, the English um, English Democrats. Yep. Um, so, um, and, and I also, Tim, I think I, I passed you some veterans. You've got a fantastic veteran who's coming on Monday, bringing his medals. Um, he's coming on, Vince, I think I, yes. I sent you his details and you were speaking to him. He's going to be there on Monday, so I'll get him on camera for the radio as well. I'm hoping to get everybody on and certainly hoping to get Mark Sexton on, who is the retired cop. And just to let the people know, They've got, we've got now serving police officers speaking to us who know that this is all wrong. And um, so it's a little bit of a tinderbox. Is it going to tip? It's, it's like at that, it's a, like a do or die bit. Are people going to rise? Um, the, certainly the mask is embedded. They've got a poll going where people want the masks 
to be um, law forever to wear a mask in a supermarket. Idiots, total COVID idiots. They've lost all leave of their senses. It's a subjugation tool. It's going to make them sick. You know, this whole, I wear my mask to protect you. Can somebody out here now wear sunscreen to protect me? And hat, <laughs> That's exactly what here. it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Kate, let's uh, let's get ready to wrap things up. Uh, Just to let people know, Monday morning, when Kate says 11 a.m., she means 6 a.m. for us, but 11 a.m. for her, because we got kind of, I messed that up the last time when you guys came on during the week, but we'll have uh, Kate on, Lord willing, on Monday morning, 6 a.m., to cover what they're doing there uh, in England. Uh, Pretty busy week. We're trying to get Catherine Henry on because she has a court date on Wednesday, She's the woman who stood up there in Michigan, the constitutional attorney, and was calling out the lawlessness and stuff, and then they went after her, so now she's going to court there, so we want to be a support to her um, because she's doing the right thing. She's doing what we talk about people doing, and so we're going to try to, I'm going to try to get a pre-record with her so that we can put it on on Tuesday, and then later on in the week, we're going to have Deanna Lynn back again, and uh, Deanna has one of the out of the hundreds of interviews that I've done, it's probably within the top five interviews of her story that is just, it'll blow you away, the change in her life. She came out of prostitution in the porn industry, and God has radically changed her life. You would never guess this woman was in that at all, and how God has blessed her with a husband, uh, with family, with two twin girls, I think. Last year, she gave birth to those, so they're almost, they're about a year old, maybe a little older than that. She's going to be joining us next week, So, and, and of course, our Common Core Diva on Wednesday, Lynn Taylor, will be on. So we're going to have a pretty packed week, Lord willing, and a lot of information so that you guys out there in your sphere of influence, you can learn from that and then go out and do it. Also, we're going to be having uh, Adam Heikla, uh, Bethany's husband, on. Talk with him yesterday. He's the one going out to all of the school districts there in Michigan and speaking out. He's being he's being the body of Christ attacking the gates of hell. We've talked about this before. You want to know what to do? Watch Adam. When we have Adam on and you say, what do I do? Adam's going to give you, he's not going to give you the broad thing. He's going to give you, here's the steps you take. Here's the things that, that I've done and we see it working and we see God blessing it. And it's not just him, it's other people. So you don't want to miss next week. It's I'm really excited about the information we're going to have and then how we can uh, facilitate that to our listeners so that we make talk radio, do radio. So you guys have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day, and we'll see you again with Kate, 6 a.m. on Monday. Don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Till then, see ya. <laughs>